This is AutoLine Daily reporting on the global automotive industry. Toyota posted a whopping $17 billion net profit for its fiscal year that ended in March. But that was down from a $22 billion net profit the year before, a 22% drop. Honda's net profit for the year fell 42%. BMW's pre-tax profit fell 75%. And its automotive division lost money for the first time in 20 years. And we keep hearing more warnings from automakers and suppliers that their earnings are going to drop this year. Mitsubishi just announced it expects a 19% drop. And all this shows that the industry is entering a tough phase, which is likely to cause more restructuring and partnerships as everyone struggles to cut the cost of doing business. And along those lines, Wards reports that sales of new vehicles in Canada fell over 9% last month and they dropped nearly 14% in Mexico. Couple that with a 5.5% drop in the U.S. market and we can see that the North American market slowed considerably. You probably heard that General Motors might sell its assembly plant in Lordstown, Ohio, to a startup called Workhorse that makes electric trucks and vans. President Trump tweeted out that this is great news for Ohio, but we're not all that impressed. Lordstown is a massive facility that can make 250,000 vehicles a year, but Workhorse is a tiny, underfunded startup that will build a fraction of that. And we've seen other startups buy GM facilities and choke on the cost of running them. Fisker bought GM's plant in Wilmington, Delaware, only to go belly up. And Elio promised it would build its three-wheeler in GM's plant in Shreveport, Louisiana. But Elio made that promise five years ago, and nothing's happened. However, Tesla took over an old GM Toyota plant, and Rivian bought a Mitsubishi plant for next to nothing. So, for some well-funded startups, buying an old plant can make sense. But we think Workhorse would be far better off with a much smaller facility. Volkswagen is sharing more details about its first ID electric vehicle. It's going to be called the ID3, and that's how its other ID EVs will be named, ID and then a number. If it looks familiar, you may remember the Seat Elborn concept that debuted earlier this year. Three battery sizes will be available, which will provide ranges from 330 to 550 kilometers or 205 to 341 miles. That's based on the WLTP test. Taking a page from Tesla's book, Volkswagen is taking 1,000 euro deposits and says it got 10,000 orders in the first 24 hours. A launch edition goes on sale by the end of this year, while other models won't be available until the middle of 2020. If someone ranked the wildest looking race cars of all time, chances are the six-wheeled Tyrrell P34 from 1977 would be on that list. While a 13-year-old kid from Ohio has used the Tyrrell as inspiration for this awesome go-kart. After showing a natural knack for car design, Gene Lynn, nicknamed the hamster, moved on to a mechanical project, and the six-wheeled go-kart was born. We get the feeling this kid has a bright future. 
Honda has named its cute little urban electric vehicle Honda E. But we think if it really wanted to attract millennials, it should have called it the E-Honda. If you don't get that, you might be too old and have to Google it. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Kia is delaying the introduction of the electric version of the Soul to the U.S. market. It was supposed to go on sale this year, but Wards reports that it likely won't be available until next year. The company didn't say why, but as we've reported, demand for EVs is virtually non-existent outside of Tesla. The company has also had to steer electrified versions of the Nero to Europe to meet upcoming emission regulations. So it could be doing the same thing with the Soul EV. But when it does arrive, the Soul EV will only be sold in the 14 Zev states. If you tune into the NASCAR race at Charlotte Motor Speedway on May 18th, you're not going to have a hard time spotting Kevin Harvick on the track. That's because he'll be driving a pink car with emojis all over it. Last year, Harvick's sponsor, Bush Beer, made a bet that if he didn't win at Homestead, they would give his car a, quote, millennial look. He ended up finishing third in that race, so Bush is making good on their bet. On Autoline After Hours this afternoon, John and Gary will have Ryan Eustace, the senior VP of automated driving at the Toyota Research Institute. He'll bring the TRI P4 prototype to the studio, which is a modified Lexus LS equipped with self-driving technology. Pete Bigelow from Automotive News will also be on board, so tune in today at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on our website, autoline.tv. But that brings us to the end of today's report. Thanks for watching. We'll see you again tomorrow.